Okay, shall we? Yeah. Should we start? Let's start. Should we cheers? Yeah. Did you hear that? Hello, everybody. Hello. And welcome. Welcome to the podcast. This is a very special recording. First of all, we're in person. We're together, which is always nice to record in person. We haven't recorded together in a long time. It, it has literally Like in been, person. Oh, I'd say like over a month and a half. Maybe. Yeah. Which is sad, but it's always nice to do in person. Yes. And we're in Kara's flat right now. We're sitting which, on the floor. Which some of you who are watching this on video yeah. can see. This is why it's so special. It's because this is yes, the very I spo- first. <laughs> I spoiled it. Oh my god, I can't believe you did that. God, this is the cancelled. This is the very first episode that we're ever recording on video. And maybe the video recording won't see the light of day. So Oh, that's, yeah, it depends on if we like how it turned out. Yeah, this is very much an experiment. So it could be that it's just the audio. We're recording on, is, like, three different devices right now. We're trying, guys, we're trying. So, yeah. I also don't know where to look, because we have the camera. That's true. And then we have... A phone as well. A phone. I reckon we look, no, we just look into each other's eyes. And then, <laughs> and then vaguely <laughs> off into the distance. <laughs> I, was, I was telling Leo this, like... I, whenever I'm talking to Leo, I usually, like, look somewhere else, like... And That's also, a bit rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it helps me concentrate as well, like, when I'm trying to formulate mm. my thoughts, mm-hmm. or if I'm saying something really deep, I kind of, like, zone out. Isn't, like, apparently that, like, you look into different corners when you're remembering something? Like, apparently you look yeah. at, like, your, I don't know, top left corner when you're trying to remember something, or... I think there is, like, Or maybe top right. Or, like, looking down also says something, like, means something yeah. if you're talking, but... So this is interesting. We don't really... We're still trying to figure out yeah. where we're looking... And how this is going to work. But so if we seem confused in this episode, it's because we are. <laughs> Even if, it, if we sound confused, it's because <laughs> we are. But okay, shall we... So this episode is all going to be... We did basically on our Instagram, we did like a Q&A thing in terms of what topics do you guys want to see of us. Yeah. Because we quite frankly ran out of ideas and our brains were day. We have been doing this for now 86 episodes, so... I know. And we, we've covered a range of topics. Yeah. So but like sometimes we're like, oh, body comp, but like body image, whatever, done an episode. Living yeah. abroad, done an episode. Confidence, yeah. done an episode. Like but obviously there's just... like other stuff we can still tap into of those and maybe like no, updated yeah. versions. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, but it's hard to one of the topics that like came up again and again were around work and career. Yeah. And like imposter syndrome and everything around that. And actually, we haven't ever spoken about it dedicatedly in an episode. Like it, it's come up. Yeah. Like work, productivity, also imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we spoke about it, but we yeah, we've never done a whole episode on it. Yeah. So this is this is it. We were also supposed to do this last night, and we were like, yeah, corporate girly vibes because Leah worked from here yesterday as well. I had some. I had like my very first interviews where I was interviewing people. And they're going to be, like, I'm going to be their manager. Yeah, do you want to say how that experience was? It was, it was really interesting. Like, I can, I just want to say that doing an interview is a lot more fun than having to be <laughs> interviewed. Um, yeah. And it was interesting because I had three in a row. So it's, it's actually quite tough to have to, like, explain your role and the team and ask, I guess, different questions. But, like, it's, you still want to get a similar vibe. Like, you still want to get similar answers from the people in terms of, like, figuring out what they do and yeah. what they're like. So it is kind of exhausting, but then also it's so interesting how different people are. Yeah, different responses. Cara listened to the whole thing. She was. I didn't know if I was allowed to say that. I don't know if that's like. No, I think it's fine. I was so interested in the whole process. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I was. I was also picturing like what my responses would be Mm. to those questions, and I was like, I would 
don't have said that. <laughs> but I mean, everyone was so confident, and that was so refreshing yeah. to see. Yeah. Because I remember when I was doing interviews and stuff, I it felt like the hardest thing to do, and I think it is harder when you've just come out of uni. It definitely is. Um, and like you can hear with these responses, like everyone actually had experiences to back up what they were saying. Yeah. Which helps, and and it almost encouraged me to be like, if I do want to apply for another job, it's it's not that scary because yeah. you actually do have things that will support. I did a couple of interviews, like after uni, like applying for a new job. After I've now had some corporate experience, and they were so different to the ones that I did just after uni. Yeah, like you just feel a lot more because you actually you do have some working well. experience, yeah. yeah, and you're also not as dependent on it because I think after uni, you're just your life. Also, that's what, what it the, feels like. What like, are the examples on getting that you a job. talk about in uni? It's like, yeah. oh, I had a team project and yeah. I was the one that, you know, led it. And it's like, oh, come on. Yeah. That's and the one thing that I remember someone told me, like, don't just use examples from uni projects because that's what well, every that's person what is going to do. Well, isn't it? It's yeah. like the internships experience that you have. Or yeah. Like, or even from, like, your personal life or something. I don't know. You can, I think you can yeah. use different examples. Yeah, because everyone will have teamwork yeah. experience and everyone will say that they were the one that led. Like, it's so easy to kind of, like, bullshit that as well. Yeah, then again, interviews are, like, 80% bullshit as well. It's about you selling yourself, pretty much. Yeah. It's all about, like, how you come across and... I'm not saying that your content should be bullshit, but... Like, You're selling your best self. Like, yeah. no one's gonna be... not. No one's gonna be like, to be honest, I have low days where I'm not motivated. <laughs> you know? Which happens. Yeah. Everyone has low days where they're not motivated. Yeah. But, yeah, you're, you... Which is why I find interviews a bit like stressful because it's you literally have to sell yourself. So I quite fine. enjoy it. You love interviews, yeah. But I think it's also all about I don't know. It's all about like how you click with a person. Really, you just have to make mm. a connection with the interviewer. Yeah, definitely. And because actually, especially like now having interviewed a couple of people, you just have to be like, can I work with that person? Like, can I see myself in the cafeteria or like at a coffee shop with them? Yeah. Or at team dinners and and working late nights or you know vibing off with them. You have to just have like a certain. I'm sure a lot of it is energy based. Like it is. Yeah. Do you vibe or do you click or do you not? Click? That's why I even think like if you don't get a job, it's really not like a criticism in terms of like oh what have you done or what is your experience because it's just like okay that was just wasn't a match and I think that if you get a rejection I know that they're so shit to deal with yeah they're and I think they're really tough because you do feel like what about me is not good enough but it's not about that I really think it's just about you wouldn't be the company's very quickly able to tell if you're a match for the role for the company like would you be happy in it or not I mean something I it really helped actually seeing the interviews yeah. because it you you actually see the communication that happens afterwards as mm. well and it makes you realize genuinely like you said like it's i don't want to like specify i don't know if I'm allowed to but it's like comments you made where you were like i just don't think they'll enjoy it yeah and that's the most interesting thing is like if you don't get the job it, it isn't a reflection on you not being good it's genuinely you're not the right fit yeah which means there will be something better for you somewhere else yeah I wish I had that when I was applying for jobs. Well, you'll definitely be applying for jobs at some point in the future. I'll tell my manager. <laughs> I will not. I mean, I'm sure she doesn't think that you're going to be like 50 years. Not like she listens to this company. podcast anyway. I don't, I mean, I'm hoping that neither of our managers ever I'm listen. pretty sure she doesn't listen. <laughs> so it's, the CEO maybe will, <laughs> but the manager will. Oh my God, yeah, you said that your CEO. He must be being like, you're, like, I've listened to an episode, you, you're doing great, which is like. That's very nice. sweet. But it's also now where I'm like, oh, my job is great. I'm really, <laughs> Everything I'm is perfect. Really I work so hard. <laughs> I work 10 hours I'm a day. I'm dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
nine to eight, baby. <laughs> like, but yeah. Should we know. do highs and lows, by the way, or not? <laughs> we haven't done highs and lows in ages. I reckon we should do it. I'm I'm gonna say let's okay, do it quickly. But quick. Yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> I haven't thought about these. Hi. I went to. Hi. <laughs> no, I meant my hi. Oh. My hi. <laughs> not like hi. Yeah, I thought you were like hi. My name's Leo. And my hi is. And my hi is. No. Um, <laughs> I went to the Glamour Women of the Year Awards this week, which was pretty cool, if I do say so myself. Check out this the is... reel on Instagram. Yeah, I filmed my unboxing of like a goodie bag that I got, was very which was very exciting for me. Very, very cute. So basically, I went there with work, and it was just. It's the first awards show that I've ever been to. It's the first kind of, I don't know, red carpet event yeah. or, you know, anything of the sorts. Very fancy. Yeah. It was very fancy. There was a lot of celebrities there, like, to name a couple, like, Kim Cattrall, Rita Ora, like, two of the actresses from Bridgerton, uh, Monroe Bergdorf. Yeah. It was crazy. It was actually mad. Yeah. What's it like seeing them in the flesh? And not on a screen because I feel like that's hard to. Yeah, it makes or you realize. So it makes you realize that they are just people, you yeah. know. They're they're people, but also that they're really hard working people. If that makes sense, like you could. So each of the people who won an award did a like gave a speech, and they were so inspiring. It was yeah. honestly like it made me really realize like how incredibly hard each of these women have worked to be where they are. Yeah. It also made me realize how many women do still deal with imposter syndrome, no matter how successful they are. And, you know, like, all of these people are objectively incredibly successful. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know, top 10% or something, you know? But I don't know if that's, an, that's not an accurate <laughs> statistic, but whatever. Source her. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of them, a common theme was very much that women still often feel not worthy of their accomplishments or... yeah comparing themselves to others or constantly thinking like oh is there someone else who deserves it more is it a mistake like was I selected by this as a fluke that's you know? so sad like, yeah they didn't believe that they but, a, but a lot of the speeches were then also cool. trying to turn it around and and being like actually we shouldn't feel that way yeah that we need to celebrate ourselves more and, yeah. and lift each other up and, and believe in ourselves more just as the same as men do because you know, I spoke to a male colleague afterwards about like imposter syndrome and they were saying that, you know, they don't experience it and actually they just like are confident at work for the way they are and etc. And I'm sure there's men that also struggle yeah, with imposter syndrome. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder actually like what the statistic yeah. is. Like, it, I'm sure there's definitely, obviously it affects all genders, but I do think that it's a mm. heavily ma- female. It makes sense though, because it's so like rooted in us that that, that us having full-time jobs is almost like not the norm. It's yeah. like, uh, it's us, you know, taking the stuff to not stay at home. Yeah, know? that's true. I feel like it's also, I don't know, I think it, it goes a little bit hand in hand with like women not being able to acknowledge if they think they're good looking or anything like that. Like it's very much like women are celebrated for being humble. Yeah. And if you're, if you believe in yourself, there is still that thing of like, you're then, you could be perceived as arrogant and as just so... then almost like, oh, then will your achievements be taken away you know like you're you're almost afraid to ever be too happy with yourself because then could somebody want to take you down a notch I, I don't know do you know what I mean yeah or if then it's related to imposter syndrome then it's then it's you kind of think oh people will 
be like, I don't deserve this. Yeah. And I think it's also because I guess we do, I think it's the comparison thing. Like we see so many people around us that are doing amazingly and yeah. like, it's so much easier, I think, to see the value in other people sometimes than to see the value in like ourselves and, and the work that we do. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But, yeah. So I just think it was incredibly inspiring, the event. T- tell everyone what you started doing after you, after oh, you won. I just filmed a lot of videos. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Well, so Leah was so inspired that she was like, I need to make the most out of my life. So you started waking up at like 6 a.m. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I also filmed Instagram stories when I got home and I was like reflecting. But that's not there where was all, I was. That's, that's <laughs> not where I was going at. Also, can I have my lip gloss? Yes. <laughs> my lips are dry. Okay. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It really inspired... I think it re-inspired me again. I think with, like, the 9 to 5, which is also what we're going to be speaking about, it can be a bit easy to... I don't know. It's a... Monotonous. (laughs) (laughs) Not monotonous, but it's, like, a similar pattern, you know? And I think... I don't know. I think I just needed a reburst of, like, inspiration. Yeah. And just to to make the most out of my life and to realise that, like, I just want to work hard and be a successful as I can be mentally and in like my career Career. also goes to the podcast yeah yeah that's so true any lows I can't think of one you cannot no that's great so you go ahead now I honestly haven't even thought of my highs and lows yeah um okay this is gonna be cut out all these awkward poses Pauses. Pauses are going to be cut out. Um, I'd say my low is probably our conversation last night. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds really bad. But uh, I don't know how it came up again. But like mm. every time I'm with Leo, it's almost like I just burst into like more problems. <laughs> um, so yeah, we just almost had a, quite a difficult conversation about the shift in my confidence over the past year. And it was a bit, like, confronting of the conversation. And it was a bit hard to mm. do. So, obviously, really good to do. And then you were saying, like, you were amazed at, like, my self-awareness as well in the mm. situation. So, it was a good conversation to have. It was just, like, not fun. Yeah. And I kept saying to Leah, I was like, this is, I know this is boring. And you were like, it's not for me. <laughs> no, obviously. Like, yeah. it's never going to be boring for the people that care about you. Yeah. But a lot to work on, which is exciting. And then, hi... fact that it's hard for me to think of a high just says something i've had a really like cozy week which i guess is a high like a lot of quiet time a lot of um cute moments with ed um so just like a calm calm week which i've needed i've craved that yeah Um, i didn't have to go into the office this week which was nice because of train strikes so saved a bit of money as well that is great i mean i the weeks i don't have to go into the office i'm like I can actually treat myself to something. Yeah. So it's it's quite nice. I mean, I did the trip from London to... Because for those of you who don't know, Cara lives outside of London. I live in London. Which is why yeah. we're like patting myself on the head. Um, <laughs> and I live. <laughs> but yeah, it's just quite a trek. Which is why normally because Cara li- like works in London, we see each other at my house. Because I'm taking the trip anyways. To yeah. Home, so it's just and I live quite close to your office. Yeah. So I actually don't come into Newbury that often because we it is very like the last time I was here was this time last year. Yeah, which is mad. When we had the I had the Christmas tree up because we watched our first Christmas movie. We wa- oh, that's a high. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One thing about my trip here is a high. We watched a Christmas <laughs> movie last night, which is with Lindsay Lohan, the new, the new one. Yeah, it's a new Lindsay Lohan movie. 
um, Leo did fall asleep. I it, did fall asleep. I was expecting, so I made Ed watch it with me so that I wasn't <laughs> alone watching it, which is fun. What did you think? What What do you recommend? It was like cringe, but like I got goosebumps a couple of times, and I was like, so I was I was impacted by it. No, but it was the acting was not great. Yeah, <laughs> but isn't that like what a Christmas movie is nowadays? I think like always. you were saying, you kind of just have to go into it expecting yeah. it to be crap. It's like a Hallmark type movie, yeah. Which, very like cliche and yeah. Cute. So that got me in the Christmas mood, which is exciting. But yeah, right. Should we go straight into the episode now? Then let's do it. We've all we've like touched on it already. Yeah, but we've written down the kind of questions that you guys asked that were like related to it. Before that, we wanted to give like a bit of an intro to what do we even do? Like, what oh, are yeah. our careers at the <laughs> I moment? I was so confused. I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, what do we do? What are our jobs? Yeah, what's been our paths to get here so far? For a bit of context as well, I'm 24, you're 23. Yeah, <laughs> turning 24 soon though. Her birthday in December. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But yeah, should I should I start? Yes. Okay, so did I mention uni? Yeah. Okay, so mention whatever you want. Okay, in terms of like career path, I always didn't know what I wanted to do growing up, so it was really hard for me to decide like the courses that I wanted to do to go into uni um so what I ended up doing was I chose like a variety I did like art business and biology higher level Mm. which is like all over the spectrum which I don't advise anyone if you're gonna do that don't (laughs) like it makes it a lot harder to get into uni but that's also okay it depends on the school system because my school system didn't work that way for IB yeah um because it kind of meant, like, if I wanted to go into business, I had to have economics, which I didn't have. Mm. If I wanted to go into biology, I had to have chemistry or physics. So I just, like, never had the other course that I needed. Yeah. So it was it was very hard to do that. Um, so that narrowed, up, narrowed down my choices quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I chose, like, the perfect mixture of, like, creativity but business. So it mixed, like, the art and business. So I chose marketing, which I feel like I have a very common view of, like, studying marketing. I think a lot of people agree that it's you gain a lot more through actually practicing it and having a job rather than having the job rather than learning the theory like there's only I don't remember a lot of the theory we learned yeah and I don't think it comes in handy with my like experience you don't apply it on no your I do not at all. I'm not like oh I remember this author yeah <laughs> or this person said this and so yeah you yeah don't. so um I mean that and then I just like applied to a bunch of marketing jobs um, and then I landed a job in... And you did a master's as well. Oh, I also did a master's. Forgot about that. <laughs> that was kind of me prolonging getting a job. <laughs> yeah. And my dad was like, I want you to get a master's anyways. So I was like, just get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, and I did that in marketing management, which which I actually enjoyed a lot more than my undergrad. Like, I feel like I actually learned a lot more in that. Um, and then I applied to like a bunch of marketing jobs, but I I knew I wasn't in love with it. Like, mm. I did I it never... Even learning it at uni, I was like... I was like, wait, why did I choose this? Like, oh, I, that's so interesting. Like, I didn't know that. I wasn't obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, but I actually really enjoy my job now, which I got a job at an ad tech company that does like personalized and dynamic audio ads. Um, and we have like our own platform that like does it. And then we like share. <laughs> I want to like explain it in like, like one, one on one terms. Layman's terms. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard. Um, 
But yeah, so I enjoy it because I know advertising is bad, but our company tries to like... Advertising is bad. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, it honestly is. But what we try to do is like... Um, give like the listening experience that you have we, we make sure it's relevant and like contextualized to you yeah which i think is great because what's the point of, ha- of Kara showed me a couple of them and it's really cute because it's like for example if it's raining outside yeah. then like your your audio is going to be about like it raining yeah we, we know like like the data triggers that we use are literally like the time of day so if, if it's in the morning you'll get something about the morning if it's afternoon yeah. like let's say it's a food uh, company that we're making the ad- advert for We'll do like breakfast meals in the morning, dinner meals in the afternoon. I almost dropped my phone. Uh, at, uh, at the afternoon time, you get ads like to get you ready for dinner, you know, so it's like yeah. very relevant to what you're doing. And then, yeah, yeah weather is another one. Um, we also do like the audience start with them as well, but I think it makes it a lot. It makes me feel less bad about what I do. Yeah. Which is good. Um, and also you realize a lot of um, creative agencies, when they're writing the scripts, they really do make sure that you like whatever the message they're creating is for like the listening mm-hmm. like i took that for granted like a lot of work they're like we want them to feel this we want them to feel this you know yeah so, so it's a lot of work does go into it and it, you know every yeah if time, you hear like a 10 second clip on the radio that took four weeks to make yeah <laughs> for like a whole team of 50 people probably yeah and there's a lot of a lot of work a lot of deadlines but so what i do is i'm just like the project manager basically when it comes to that so i don't know how much detail i should go into it but like Managing the timelines, like making sure scripts are written, they're approved by the clients, they're recorded. Um, but then also the technical setup. So if we do have location targeting, because we also call out your location. So we'll be like, hey, you in Newbury. And it's like, <laughs> wait, how do they know this? It's through IP addresses if you want to know. But that is scary. People, we, we have gotten feedback being like, why do you know this? Yeah. <laughs> but um, some people like it as well. They're like, I like that you know where I am. Yeah. <laughs> I like to feel seen. It's kind of cute. Like, I'd be like, hey, Londoner. Like, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. But sometimes I get stuff and it's not true. And I'm like, oh, come on, target me correctly if you're going to target me. It's really me. hard, though. I get I stuff be- to Newbury. I'm like, come on. I've literally been to Newbury three times in my <laughs> whole entire life. And I get like, why Newbury new places or whatever. That's bad. <laughs> That's probably because your IP address wasn't updated. So it still thought you were in Newbury. Yeah. But we're still working on the accuracy of it. Let's. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about your company. I'm talking about like Instagram ads or oh, something. Fair. Because I didn't listen to the radio. That's great. So I probably have. <laughs> I've probably never gotten your ads. I'm pretty sure I've never heard one of the ads that I've got. Um, but yeah, we, I also do like the technical setup. So working with the other teams. I'm trying to like be as simple as possible. Yeah. So like when they set it up and like all like how it looks from an ad operations point of view, which is kind of cool. So I like it because I'm... I like having control over a lot of things in my life. So like my job... Are you a control freak? I'm a bit of a control freak. And my my job gives me that, like, freedom a little bit to be like, I know what's happening at every stage of this Mm. campaign. And like, I'm... I chase people. I'm like, have you done this? (laughs) Yeah. I saw something where it's like, if you were the leader in a team project at uni or like at school, if you were the one that was always like telling people what to do, then you're probably a project manager now. Mm. Because it's in, True. in your blood. Oh, in, in your blood. <laughs> it's in your blood. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I find it, like, I work for a startup as well, so we're only 33 people. Yeah, so we I work, just, actually, it's quite interesting, because we work in, I feel like, opposite work environments. Yeah, very different. Like, as in company size. Yeah, mine is literally, like, I know every single person in the company. Yeah. I've had a conversation with everyone, um, which I love, because it makes, like, socials, and, yeah. like, when you're in the office, 
you don't feel small, you know, you feel yeah. kind of seen, um, which is always fun, and everyone's really nice, like, the type of people, the interview process was very culture-based, so you kind of, it's kind of like, you were saying, like, you have to fit the vibe to be, yeah. you know. I remember you and spoke like about the, the podcast, right, in the interview. Oh, that's literally how I got the job, that was, that's, yeah, they <laughs> loved that I did a podcast, um, and they made me do, like, a people moment about it, so, like, on the company call, I had to kind of talk about that's the podcast. That's so cute. Which is fun. And they're kind of supportive. Like, actually, my manager, I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen, but, like, other people have messaged me even, like, being like, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, okay. That is so sweet. It's really sweet. Your company environment seems so nice. and It's so supportive. That's something where it's it's honestly really important. I think I saw, like, a a survey, because I'm, I'm subscribed to this, like, McKinsey newsletter, which I can recommend. Mm. Uh, and they just send you, like, interesting stats or, you know, things that are going on. And it was one thing of, like, I think 85% of, like, your work satisfaction is based on your manager or something. I which mean, makes a lot of nice, sense. Yeah, yeah, you have so much interaction with them. I feel like 85% is quite extreme. <laughs> so maybe I'm misquoting the stat again. <laughs> just, like, don't trust anything don't I say. <laughs> but I do think it actually makes a, such a big difference. Yeah, I just I just laughed on it. <laughs> Did it spike the I'm audio? I'm sorry if you heard that with headphones off. <laughs> but, yeah. So I really enjoy it. And there's, like, a lot of room for growth. Um... And like, I feel like if I, if I say I, I want to know more about this, they provide me with like the training for it. So uh, do you want to say how long you've been at the company for? Okay. I've been there for a year and six months. And what's been your progression in those? Yeah. So I joined as time. a campaign executive, which. Well, okay, like what's been your progression in I'm that I'm like, time? am I an interview? <laughs> am I being interviewed? Yeah. I joined as a campaign executive, which is like the, in, in the company that I'm in, it's the most junior like mm-hmm. role that you go into so I didn't really need any like the job application was like we just we don't want any like no experience required and I was like I have a master's of that they were like we don't care (laughs) but yeah I joined as that and then uh five months later I think people in my team were leaving so they were like oh shit we need like people someone to take more ownership so it, it kind of lent is that the word yeah did nicely for me to yeah. become a campaign manager which is like really like five months into a job it's kind of like yeah. unheard of which was really good for me and then I'm still a campaign manager now but I'm hoping to progress to a senior campaign manager but I think when I get get to that I don't know when that's gonna be hopefully soon maybe like two, two years when I hit two years that would be like the goal yeah um but I don't really know what the next uh title would be probably uh, moving on to a different company no probably or if i can come up with a new title like a yeah. new role within the company which i guess in marketing is it's weird and even like it's interesting if any of you guys work in marketing it depends like the titles are different from an agency side to yeah. a company side like to a client side yeah because i know that exec is like the lowest in an agency side but it can be like middle ground yeah. when you're working which is on why the i was like clarifying because i knew people would be like oh yeah, like executive sounds quite good. It I sounds think. good, but in an agency, it's like it's starting like position. junior, like yeah. a junior person joining in. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm also being trained to do some um, more of the oper- like ad operations side to it. So I'm hoping if I have that knowledge, I can ask for like a different role and like yeah. go into be the person that they go to when they need help with more of like the setup, which I find interesting. But yeah. Oh, I'm tired now. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Go on. How did okay. you from from day one? 
Day one. <laughs> I was born and I wanted to be a marketeer. No. So I think I was similar to you. So I grew up in, I've said this so many times, but I grew up in Germany. And the German school system doesn't work in the way that like the English one does or IB. Yeah. Um, where you focus on specific subjects at the end. Or at least in my like state, it didn't. So you could focus on a couple of subjects, but you still did the whole bunch of subjects. And yeah. you kind of just got like a an end mark, like your finishing grade. Yeah. So I did, I went into like a very creative based kind of uh, focus as well yeah. at the end. But I still did like maths, biology, etc. Like because you had to continue those subjects. So, but I... I was always that kid at school that like just kind of enjoyed a lot of things. Like I never had like one focus or one passion project. Yeah. So like you, I found it quite difficult to decide like what did I want to do. And I remember I actually thought I wasn't going to do a gap year. I applied for... Gap year. Gap year. Which is very common to do. If you... <laughs> I hate myself. It's just very common to do. If you're, in, if you're from Germany. Like you know that everyone does gap years. Gabby, I was Oh no. Um, but I applied to go to uni straight after. But then for marketing, I don't know where I'd have that from. Yeah. Then I was like, actually, I don't feel quite ready. And I want to do a couple of internships before. Yeah. So I did an internship in marketing for like a company that does like all the shopping centers in Europe. And that was kind of where I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Like, I like the meeting vibe. I like the creativeness of yeah. it. I like the collaboration. Then I did an internship at a radio station, which is interesting. But I wasn't, like, in the radio station. I was, yeah. like, I was working for the place with, which writes the articles that go onto the website. So I was writing articles each day. So you were, like, a copywriter. Yeah. yeah. I was, like, a, a journalist. I, like, went to media events and stuff. And But Aww. I did not. I did not enjoy that. No. No, I did not enjoy that. I quit after, like, a couple weeks. Wait, why didn't you like it? I, I found it very, very monotonous. Like, every single day to just churn out, a, to me, seemingly irrelevant articles. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. it seems very, like, re- repetitive and, like... Because it wasn't like I got to do proper research on a, on a topic and then, you, you know, have, like... About, yeah. Because yeah. it was just, like, loads of different short articles in a day. Yeah. And, yeah, I just... I don't think I was very passionate about that. That's fair. Yeah. But, like, it's cool that you had the... Like, you actually got to tr- test it out and then you knew that that wasn't right for you. So. Yeah. Well, and then I, well, then I went to the same uni as Cara. We did the same bachelor, which is where we met. We actually met in the very, <laughs> I have to stop like touching your hair <laughs> awkwardly. Um, but anyways, we met in the very first introductory really lecture. <laughs> um, yeah. And then after uni, I knew that I wanted to stay in England. So I was like, okay, I have to find a job. And I wanted to obviously stay in the marketing field. And I kind of went a bit more of a traditional route, I feel like, where I applied for lots of grad schemes which is something that they have in England which I actually think is super cool it's like a trainee scheme so they take on people straight from uni yeah and the company does it right a grad scheme is like so so successful and like really help you integrate into the company and most big companies in England do it Mm -hmm. so I started my grad scheme at Samsung and that's still where I am now so like oh my gosh so like the tv phone company and I was lucky enough that I was the, the last... TV phone company. <laughs> well, I, sometimes I feel like I pronounce it strange and people don't know what it is. I say Sam... Samsung. Sung. I say Samsung. Yeah, see. <laughs> is that the right way? Samsung, I don't know. Well, Samsung, it's a Korean Samsung company, Samsung, so I'm definitely yeah. not pronouncing it right either yeah. way. But, so I got to be in different teams. So I got to be yeah. in the PR team, the CRM that is, team. That's great. The insights team. 
And then I now, well, then my last kind of rotation was in the content team, which is where I really got along super well with my manager. And I got to actually build the team together with her. And so that's still the team that I'm in now. Yeah. And now I'm a, my official You've title. Just your I've title just, as well. uh, yeah, I've, I guess I've just gotten a promotion. I'm now a social innovation manager. And <laughs> I'm also managing a task force that we have. Yeah which is called Future Gen Lab and it's basically a task so force cool. of like Gen Z millennial employees and our whole job is to come up with like disruptive more innovative marketing campaigns like trying to change a little bit of like how we communicate with Gen Z Gen Alpha yeah. which basically means that we it's like a good excuse to do really fun stuff and talk to really cool partners and yeah. platforms and, and like see trends exactly like mm-hmm. it's very much yeah it's all kind of social media based I, I work a lot that. with influencers I love hearing about it. I don't think I could do it, but I love. Hearing I think about it's it. it's very interesting. I get a lot yeah. of like. It's very interesting to see how it is you working with influencers. You definitely have to be a type of person to be able to do your job. Yeah, I think. But same with you. Like, I feel like every job is very just specific. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like my my job is very much people based in a lot of ways, and it's also project management. Yeah. Like I just have different campaigns that I'm managing, and it's quite cool. I do it's enjoy great. it. I like how you mentioned the rotations as well because um, if I didn't like my, like if I went into it and I didn't like it I would have been screwed yeah. like I would have had no exploration um, and it would have been a case of like working for three months then like giving a notice or something because three months is like the probation period and then it would have been me having to find another job yeah if I if I didn't go the grad scheme route so if I think you are if you are in a position where like you still don't know what you like but you kind of know like the umbrella industry then a grad scheme is great because it it genuinely gives you a chance to like i just did that as well he had like different schemes and then he realized one of the teams like he had so much fun in and that was he did not study he marketing he's an engineer engineer, so it does exist in different industries exactly which i I, i'm like how are you supposed to know what you enjoy yeah i think i was really lucky from uni you know you don't know because it's just I i wish marketing at uni was more practical yeah they it really could be but you know what I also think? Like it's I, just like, like every single company, the work is so different. And even like within yeah. a company, the work is so different. And there's so many different topics. Like you have no idea that even... Like I have, I had an advertising course, right? Yeah. And like they were like, oh, here's like TV ads. And yeah, like, you do the most basic And they're stuff. like, look, it entices like this emotion. And they're trying to target, like they're trying to meet these people's needs, whatever. And like, oh, yeah, I get it. But also they could have been like, these are the media agencies that exist. Mm. Like if, like tailor it. I don't know. I guess not everyone is in the UK, but like tailor it to some organizational structure where you're like you you would usually work with people from a creative agency, people from a media agency, and like yeah. or if you are in the media agency, this is what your day to day would look like, and you need to have these skills. Da, da, da. Like it, I wish I knew that stuff at uni because yeah. then it would have given me like more of an idea of because I li- I went into it blind. I like started day one. I was like, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. No, me neither. It's also you know what I wish you got told a bit more is like the corporate jargon or like the random stuff in terms of like email writing i remember i had to like write emails and i was like how do i start these how do i structure these that's also very different depending on the company that's also true but like for example like sending meeting notes or like i remember at the beginning i i was like responsible for leading this this like weekly call that we'd have with markets because i'm in the european headquarters of samsung so i look after like all of the different countries and I remember I did like I spelt like the date wrong or something in like the subject line, and my manager was like, "Leo, oh yeah, I actually you remember you telling you me can't that. do that again because it looks bad." 
This was like me probably a couple of weeks into my job and I was like, <laughs> oh, and I mean, to be fair, yeah, it's probably like not great. Scare you as well. <laughs> yeah. At the beginning, everything seems like such a big mistake. Like the first mistake you make will crush you, and you will never make that mistake again. Yeah. Even if your manager is like, "Don't worry about it," because I remember my manager being like, "Honestly, it's fine." Um, I think I I had to like set a survey live that had the competitors, and we were trying to test like people's awareness of different companies versus the company we were doing the test Mm -hmm. for. And I put all the competitors, but I forgot to put the actual brand that we were testing. (laughs) She's a sneezer. Oh no! Bless you. But that's a big mistake to miss. Mm. Like, I didn't put the brand <laughs> I put all the competitors. So we from the survey, I know how great all the competitors <laughs> were. Did I know shit about my the own brand I was doing the research for? No. But she was like, don't worry about it. Because we could just, like, like redo the survey. Okay, yeah. That's, but, I think it, that's, but it wasted some money in the company. But I think that's one thing that I, I wish I would have known a bit more. Is, like... Everyone makes when mistakes. You're, and when you're in a company, everything seems like such a big deal. The deadlines seem like such a massive deal. <sighs> True. But actually, I think it's really helpful to gain some perspective and to realize that unless you're working in, like, an extremely, like, vital field, like, I don't know, if you're a doctor yeah, we're, or a pilot. Yeah, we're only talking about, like, ad, uh, marketing and advertising. Or just, like, corporate, like, corporate, corporate life, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I think in most corporate jobs, if you make a mistake... It's not the end of the world. It's not going to impact as much as you think it will. Yeah. It's not going to change your career... Yeah. As much as I you remember think it like will. freaking out and my manager was like, You need to remember it's just advertising. Yeah. Like it go the campaign goes live late. Yeah. They'll rejig the budget. Yeah. Like they'll find a way to let it deliver all the impressions that yeah. it needs to deliver. And I was like, Ooh, I don't wanna make a mistake. But I always think of it like it's a bit of like it's just such strange like fake money that like corporations make. Like people we buy things for like yeah. <laughs> yeah, like people buy things and then Oh my god, it's so The weird. money goes in so that lots of people can work in an office and like, I don't know, it's just so it's strange. So odd, like, it's so odd. It is a very weird world that we live in. Like the corporate yeah. life also, is very strange. Also, if you're going like, if you're just about to start a job, like you said, the like uh, corporate jargon, there's so many end of plays, end of Oh business, yeah, end of day, end of week, end like of, abbreviations, yeah. like, like EOP. EOP. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, EOW, EOD. Yeah. Like, point of contact. Yes. Um, so, and also, each company has their own acronyms. Like, there's, like, a whole world of, of like, words that you learn when you go into, yeah. like, each company. So, my advice is, if you don't know what it means, just ask. Because yeah. whoever you're working with, at some point, didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm still like, huh, what is this? Yeah. I, like yeah, I don't call, think there's any shame in that. We call some, like, uh, I don't even know what it sounds for, but we, like, there's something in, the com- in our company, we call it, like, Ubos uh, and like literally for a month I was like I don't know what anyone's talking about. What does it mean? I still don't know. Oh, <laughs> I think it's like something uh, unique, like business objectives or something. Oh, I was like, what you? They're like, we need to make the Ubos as soon as possible. <laughs> we have stuff like that as well. We have MBOs. And, like, we've done this whole like metaphor of like a menu, mm. and they were like, we need these like recipe ingredients. I'm like, just say you need this document. Why are you saying like I need the eggs? Like, oh my god! <laughs> just say what you need. Yeah, we have like acronyms it's for like all of our competitors as well. Like we're not, we don't say the competitors' names. We have like different abbreviations for them, which is very. It's like uh, it's like it, though, Voldemort. Though. Like you can't say their name, you know. <laughs> oh my god! Some some co- I'm gonna rant for a minute. Some companies are so weird. Like there's a an a creative agency we work with. They're called Mother. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. So I'll be like, oh my god, I need to phone Mother tomorrow, and I'm like. What am I saying? And, like, in the team, they have, like, 
uh, there's a team called like nannies or something oh and they'll be like you'll be working with the nannies team i'm like what is going on my favorite abbreviation is so we have I'm like mother is gonna be so pissed i don't have <laughs> and it's really odd it's so weird that's cute but yeah my favorite abbreviation we have like an internal work portal and we have something where you get approvals mm-hmm. and it's called giza g-y-s-a and i've i asked someone like what does it stand for and they told me it stands for get your shit approved <laughs> which i i think it means get your stuff approved but yeah. i like get your shit approved I better especially because like my company is quite i mean as you would expect a samsung it's quite hierarchical and like obviously it's big it's a it's a big boy yeah there's a lot a lot of people um can't relate <laughs> so yeah that's what i mean like we have very different environments very different. i think there's a lot of like like i have a weekly chat with my ceo because he's teaching me how to use like a software that we use versus like i would have i would obviously have never met the ceo of samsung i've not been to the korean hq yet which i hope i will one day do um, but then again, like I, like our CMO is very much personable and yeah. and very much present with all of us, and you know. I mean, that's I have also maybe a stereotype. Him. Like, just because you work for a big company doesn't mean you won't get exposure and to a lot of teams. Like, it depends on how that it actually, yeah. like the management is. In the but you're right. I obviously would never be able to meet every single team in the company. I have not met every single person that works in my office. No, but I sit in the office and I'm like, okay, the engineers are over there, yeah. the sellers are over here, the creatives are over there, and the campaign managers are over here. Yeah, that's something that's not possible. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> but then again, I think what I like about being almost like protected or working for a big brand is you get to be part of a really, a lot of cool conversations. Yeah. And you get to walk into rooms with almost like quite a bit of power because you get to, like, we have a lot of conversations with all of the social platforms or other brands yeah. and you get to be part of really cool campaigns and get exposure to a lot of amazing things. Like last year, for example, or actually this year I got flown to Las Vegas to go to like CES, which is a massive tech conference. I spoke for like a couple of like their, of their global events. And yeah, you have a lot of like opportunities that come with that. Yeah. I think you just have to make the most of it. So it really depends on like how, I think with any job, you have to really go into it quite strategically in terms of like, what do you want from this? Like, don't let it become you're just part of the the hamster wheel <laughs> and you're just working for someone else. Yeah. No, it's like, which connections do you want to make? What do you want to learn? Yeah. Like, which... Because if, for example, you are a fan of a brand and you're working for another brand, okay, what project could you set up where, like, you could maybe collaborate with that brand? Or, you know, there's so many things... Yeah, so where, much power. Yeah. Create, like creative control over like what happens. yeah whatever job you do yeah i think there's so many i don't have power <laughs> but you could also like you i could like within the job but like you were like you were saying you go into a meeting like you know that you talk to a lot of like cool people if anything we're the current way our company is going is there's a lot of like please work with us yeah like, a lot of begging um so we we're at the point now where like we're we're fighting for people to work for us yeah rather than like choosing the best opportunity yeah we're like literally we'll take anything like we'll, yeah. we'll lower our minimum like impression count just so that we can work with you yeah so but then again you're like it's still about what are you learning from it you know because yeah, yeah. and I the connections because like, i i also deal like i it's part client facing also talking with creative agencies and media agencies yeah. so i kind of like from a networking perspective i do talk to a lot of people yeah so it it could always lead it. I can choose to be like that can help me yeah with whatever step I'm taking. Networking is something I really want to get better at. I feel like it's a really learned we, skill. I was saying that to you yesterday. Like yeah. I hate, and I think it's also like though. we're very much the COVID generation. I was in the office for half a year before <laughs> I then everything went working from home. Yeah. 
I don't think you've ever been in a non-COVID. Never. Because I didn't do a master's, which is why I like entered year, the workforce a year before. <laughs> um, a year before? Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Um, but I feel like even still, like we've been stuck at home for so long and it's now slowly starting to be like a bit more in person. I do like two days in mm. the office every week. Um, and like events are starting to happen a bit more, but it's still like, it doesn't come as natural to me as I feel like it did before. Yeah. And even so like, can you imagine how I feel? <laughs> yeah. It, it, I honestly think it's just like practice. Yeah. Which, so I want to practice I do a bit love more. like honestly joining a company working from home. As long as they still make effort to talk to you online, like have daily calls or you're not so yeah. isolated. Like I genuinely didn't feel isolated. I was having a lot of like call time. Um, I think it can be a good thing. Yeah, I think it just, it gives you a lot more because we had a couple of questions in terms of like work-life balance. I think your work-life balance actually is a lot better when you're working from home because you get to schedule your own time a little bit more. You have less yeah. commuting time. Yeah. Like there's so much more power that you have over your own day. And but like, some people will say, because you're always like, your laptop, your work is in yeah. your living room. It's hard to be like, I'm, I can switch off now. I agree, but also that's in your own power versus... yeah. I agree with like that. Because I don't feel that. <laughs> like, like 5.30, baby. <laughs> Close my laptop. And I I also don't feel like working late when I'm at home feels as bad as yeah. if I had to be in the office till 9 or like, 10. Yeah, no, I agree. It's you know, exhausting. and then you still have to have a commute. But then again, I honestly, it makes such a difference to be in the office. Like, the team bonding is so different. And, like, how and people then you work get a bit together. Of FOMO. Like, if you do miss a week in the office, you, you know you would have missed on, like, an extra, like, inside joke or a chance to get closer with your yeah. team because it, it does from a bonding experience it makes a difference yeah but f- but for me like being scared going into a new job and working from home yeah it's, it, fe- it, gave, it's it gave safer, me time for my manager to be like okay i need you you to do this by the end of the day and i kind of had chance to end the call and be like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like just proper stressing out oh i whispered fuck how do i do this i don't know if the microphone's gonna hear it um yeah but i had time to kind of like freak out whereas i think if you're in the office you kind of just have to like you're, it's so exhausting to like put a front because you want them to think you're capable because yeah. you sold yourself so highly on the interview. The first few weeks are definitely oh very God, draining so to be in the office, but I think in any new job because you're so like you have to be so you're learning yeah, so you, much new stuff. Yeah. I think no and matter you can't like, show, like what even level a minute, even like five minutes of like panic, you can't really show that in the office. You want them to you, yeah. Maybe it's pressure also. And also, you myself. can't really go through any personal stuff. I remember we had like. So I like this was when I was still in the office and mm. there was something really sad that happened in my like ex's family. Yeah. And I remember I was obviously like very upset and people I think people like asked me like if you're if you're okay, if I was okay cuz clearly I didn't look okay. Yeah. And I like started like crying. Yeah, so someone asked you are you okay? That's the beginning of yeah. the <laughs> I remember my manager was he was like at now I have a female manager, but at the time I was a male manager. And he was actually quite... He, like, immediately stood up. Yeah. Like, almost, like, picked me up and guided me to an office, like, to a meeting room so that, like, people wouldn't see and stuff. And was just, like, sat there with me and was like, you know, what yeah. happened kind of thing. And then I, I went home, to be honest, because, yeah, it's difficult. But I've also heard of people that, like, you know, cry in the bathrooms or... And then you just kind of have to, like, wipe them away and pretend that everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, you have no space to yeah, be... <laughs> I don't know like feel what you want to feel or also like house chores like I'm sorry it's, like, <laughs> it's so easy for me to like put a load of washing at 850, on put a, uh, Ed's gonna listen Food. to this and be like you've never done this it's so easy for Ed <laughs> at 850 to put a load of washing yeah. on and then 950 take a 10 minute break hang the washing you know like food schedule as well I don't yeah. like the way 
like people eat in offices like a lot of my colleagues won't eat in the mornings and then only have like a 12 p.m lunch yeah and then there's nothing for the rest of the day and they're like i'm fucking hungry you know i just eat very differently Yeah. yeah and also you can make yourself like unlimited teas and like no one yeah. like what are you doing where are you getting up a hundred times yeah um pros and cons pros and cons pros and cons okay should we actually look at some questions okay next our honest We've thoughts on working nine to five i guess it's more about like nine to five in general what do you think i don't hate nine to five i i just don't think we need a five day working week hmm. that's my thing because Fridays, and, the, and and it depends, maybe it depends on the industry as well. I'm just speaking on, like, the advertising and media industry. No one works on a Friday. But you still kind of feel pressured to be on your laptop. Yeah. It's like, I'm wasting a whole day. And no one comes back to your emails because they've scheduled a lunch at 12 p.m. And they're just, then they carry it on for the rest of the day and they're just out having beers. And you're there like, I need this, I need this. And there's nothing that you can do. Yeah. And I just think, and... You see a lot of, like, people kind of, like, taking hour breaks during the week or, like, which there's nothing wrong with, but I think you can gain, like, to help with a work-life balance, you could, like, companies can be successful working four days a week. I think it'd be interesting, like, an interesting trial. And then you have a three-day weekend. Yeah. And you actually get to do things, because weekends go by, like, this is so depressing. Just to, like, put out, yeah. yeah. Would people then treat Thursdays like they do Fridays? I don't think so because you'd still have the same level of workload that needs to yeah. be done. And you won't be like, oh, I have that hour on Friday that I could do it. Yeah. You just like work harder during the week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you do, then you don't, like if you are treating Thursday like a Friday and you're not getting your work done, you're going to get fired. Yeah. <laughs> so like company, the, it, a four day week will not make the company's objectives and like the prof, the target profit they need, they need to reach any less. Yeah. So you're just working harder, and I, I from my experience, I don't know how I do it. How from I my squeeze everything in, in the industry, I think you can like genuinely Fridays. No one does anything. That's my experience. Yeah, unless like something goes wrong and people are panicking to fix it. I feel like it depends for me. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have a four day week because they're beautiful. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, okay. it increases productivity though. Yeah, like. They are, I mean, they are doing the experiment, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Or they've already done it. And like, uh, and I think a it would increase like satisfaction. That gonna, yeah. And it makes people more motivated. Yeah. To motivate I agree with that. Those four days. And it's also, it's interesting. It kind of ties into the point. I don't know if you were there, but we had a conversation with Michael, a friend of ours who mm-hmm. has been on the podcast before about what if you gave women more allowance for sick days in terms oh, of like period pain? I was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and he was like, oh, but wouldn't that make women less productive and everything like that and i was actually i think we were arguing also, he was saying it from like a general general curiosity he wasn't no no it, was, it wasn't it was like coming from like he what he thinks the counter argument would be yeah or what he thinks businesses would think yeah and what i feel like is that actually women would feel more appreciated in the company they wouldn't take all of the sick days yeah. you know not you know but it's more just like feeling like if you need to you're appreciated and you're being taken into consideration because I think with the thing with a lot of businesses is everything is geared around the male body and like how males work and yeah. how you know even males hormones work and nothing is catered towards how women best work or how because well, isn't the nine to five as well yeah it's based it's on like how the, the males hormonal yeah the cycle. daily cycle versus yeah. like our monthly cycle yeah so I actually think it would help a lot and we would be just as productive like women work fucking hard if not harder <laughs> you know 
<laughs> so I I think it, I guess it would be similar with the four day week. I mean, you never know until you try. Samsung, try it. Come on, try it. Test it out. You never know. <laughs> um, it's true though, because I mean, if you actually think about it, so much of your day, like so much of your life, is spent working. Yeah. And I know people are like, yeah, but if your work is your passion, but sometimes that isn't the case. And like, yeah. it's hard to, it, if you if your work is your passion, then you're one of the lucky ones. But also every work, even if you really enjoy it, is going to have aspects work. to it that you don't yeah, enjoy. Yeah, and you're going to want some sort of like, okay, yeah, it is, I'm passionate and it's yeah. my work, but I want to like have some me yeah. alone my lifetime. And it's never just about the work itself. It's a lot about like the environment and like, you know, that's why so many people, companies boast about like their perks and whatever because actually it makes a massive difference yeah. to how satisfied you feel in your work I feel like yeah my thoughts on nine to five is I've had a couple of conversations with like some family members of mine who've yeah. been like you should be doing more than this like you shouldn't be working nine to five you should be be self-employed and etc etc and I do feel like, you know, there is the sense of like, especially nowadays, it's always like self-employed is better. Like you should try and be self-employed as quickly as possible. Obviously, if we could work for ourselves on the podcast, yeah. I'm sure that would be amazing. And maybe one day we'll do that. Mm-hmm. But I also think like there is a lot of value in the nine to five in terms of like the security it gives you, the safety, the the structure, the stability that it's actually easier, is kind of underrated. It's easier to switch off after yeah. the end of the you know nine to five day Whereas and if you're doing yeah. the self-employed thing then it, you'll always be thinking about work it's harder to switch off I think because I remember from uni to working life yeah I remember I was kind of like that person that like loved academics so much and I was like oh am I gonna hate working but actually I found I was so much happier when I started working yeah because I was so almost constantly on edge at university because I was like there's always something that I have to do and I felt so obviously personal accountable for every and you single your hour own time I was putting li- in like timings that you're working yeah. towards the way you're managing your time. So I would pretty much work like 7 All days a time. week yeah. and like an exam period and weekends be, don't exist yeah. you're bank holidays don't exist. No. So I I would probably be in exam periods for like 3 months or 2 months like 12 hours a day in the library. Yeah. Whereas if you're if someone sees you online at like not at 10 p.m working on something they'll be like no one's even if you get it done now and you send it no one's gonna look at it so again what are you doing that's very much company and industry dependent because i also have some friends who work in, in consulting or in kind of the finance industry yeah. and they work until 1 a.m or they work weekends sometimes like Do you think that's good i i think it's very much about your Is own priorities balance, i think it's about your own priorities like if they work till 1 a.m that day the next morning they still no no, no. Wake up and yeah 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 that does not that's not it for me no again but it depends on like what do you want and what do you value for me I know it's not what I value because what I really I gain a lot of enjoyment from my work and satisfaction but yeah it's about my life at the end of the day like I want to always have the time to travel to do the podcast to do my own routines to read etc like that's really important to me yeah but I know that for like I'd like to speak to someone that enjoys working till 1am well, like a friend of mine, like Chiara, yeah. I feel like I can see her name. She works in like, I don't exactly know what her job is, but she works a <laughs> lot of investor, hours. Yeah, she works in investment, yeah. but she genuinely loves it. Yeah, but does she have, sorry, I'm making noise. Does she have a work life? Like She probably doesn't have as much of a balance, but she really likes her colleagues. I guess that's what you're saying, she doesn't, it's not, it doesn't affect her as much because it's. Yeah, it's, a, it's, like, always, it's going to be a, a trade-off either way. Yeah. But then again, it's also, it just depends if it's worth it for you. Because I also feel like you can feel 
like I've also met people who've said oh you just have to hustle in your 20s and then in my 30s and 40s I'm gonna have enough money to like settle down whatever and I think that's not the right attitude because I think you should never be quote-unquote wasting your time for the promise of something being better in the future yeah because you never know what's gonna happen yeah like I I mean this is a very drastic example obviously but my I'm so sorry I keep no no I've been moving a lot as well but no my like someone I knew their friend died on the way to work he was 25 and he had a heart attack um and he'd been like a banker and you know working a lot and it just shows like we think we're invincible when we're <laughs> yeah. our age, but you just never know. And you think, we think, oh, there's so much time. Yeah, but you don't know how much time there is. No. So it's like, at least make sure that what you're doing with your day... Will make you happy. And yeah, and I know there. sometimes, like, I've also gone through periods where I've had to... Like, you obviously have to work for money. You're not at all points gonna absolutely love what you're doing, potentially. No. Yeah, no. But And then I think it's even more important that you fill the rest of your day as much as you can yeah with your own what you actually love so for example what I've recently started doing again or what I used to do a lot is waking up earlier she's a queen <laughs> but actually I think that really helps because then it gives you more time right and you feel because it is difficult I feel like sometimes in the evenings to switch off is more difficult because you've got everything in your brain in terms of like what do you have to do tomorrow yeah, and you're what happened that day, day and you're a bit tired and you're exhausted and actually in the morning they feel very peaceful. Like, you haven't started yet. Yeah. You've just slept. So, actually, you... It's almost like your brain is kind of like a clean slate. And, like, that's the most that. beautiful time, I think, to, like, read, exercise. I don't know, what whatever your passion is. Like, whether it's, like... Yeah. I mean, this is a good transition to the next, like, mm. question we got about work-life yeah. balance. So, How, you, you think waking up at, like, the early morning time that a lot of us take for granted, that helps you kind of... Yeah. Settle, I think... Settle into the day, almost. Yeah, because I feel like, so we got another question in terms of like, oh, how do you deal with being exhausted after work and wanting to do stuff for yourself, but you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling drained, which I feel like all of us like that work can relate to that. Sometimes, especially if you've been to the office or you've been working late. The day after the office day, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, you feel like like it's draining, you know? And then to get the energy to like go to something that you genuinely would like to do can be really, really difficult. Yeah. So... I think for me personally, the morning time is really, really important. Also because then you just feel like you've had more time to yourself. I've had some mornings where like, for example, I've woken up later and then you immediately have to start work or like you immediately oh have to God. do this. It, it literally wakes you up with anxiety yeah, though. Exactly. Because you wake up in a panic being like, I have to do, like, no, I mean, exactly like you're saying, no time to kind of be like, yeah, huh, I'm awake. And like, who am Make I without coffee, my work? You know? Yeah. Like settle into your day, get yeah. ready and then be like, okay. Now I'm gonna be someone else, like yeah. do my job. Um, so I, yeah, I do think. Yeah. I, I'm guilty of waking up a bit late. Yeah. But I still manage to, uh, like, I'll probably start work at 9.30. So I'll have half an hour of, like, slowly opening, you know, getting yeah. my emails ready, making a coffee, you know. So, yeah. It's, um... Yeah, I feel like it's finding the time. Yeah. Wherever that is for you and wherever you have the most energy. Um, because I feel like I do have the most energy either early morning or like really late at night which is super unhelpful so no, I'm, I'm trying to shift it because we always like we sometimes record episodes after a work day mm-hmm. and like we could technically be like okay six o'clock let's record yeah but we were, we were both at that point like no we need some like yeah at that point we're exhausted and then suddenly you kind of get that burst of energy again at like eight nine p.m. yeah 
and you're like okay I can do that now and then you're just like oh okay yeah then it's tiring and I do feel like it requires some I don't know if discipline is the right word but if you have something that like you want to do and it can be sometimes difficult I think especially going into the colder months yeah. it can feel more difficult to actually get yourself to do something yeah. I think scheduling things with people helps like for example we did the other day after work was like we went to like a pottery class or you know just so even like us scheduling a, yeah <laughs> or like scheduling a call or like yeah you know kind of holding yourself accountable to some extent no I agree and potentially scheduling there's apparently this method which is called like eat eat the frog or something eat that frog where like the hardest thing that you have to do that day do it as the first thing yeah I get it oh my god I love that so for example and then it's like you get that boost of energy as well after you've done it or like serotonin yeah I I find that sometimes when it's like it'll be a Sunday and I'll have to edit the episode Mm. and like I'll be stressing about it all day and it's like you could have done it from like 8 a.m till 12 yeah and then you would have had the whole day but but you've kind of like pushed and procrastinated it and then it's suddenly 6 p.m and you're stressing and then yeah you're exhausting yourself at night and then the next morning you have to wake up and do your job yeah so it's almost like my weekend actually ends at the 6 p.m yeah but I could have just woken up early smashed it out and then had the whole day to just like yeah. enjoy and unwind before the week starts yeah That's also weekends bad. are like if you don't yeah. week work if you don't work weekends <laughs> if you don't week work <laughs> if you don't do that um then I feel like m- trying to live them very intentionally yeah or in general just be very intentional with your time but also give yourself time to rest and yeah but you can be intentional with resting because oh, I think a lot yeah. of us like are watching a show or like watching something on our phones or thinking about what we have to do and that's not intentional resting time at all that's like I don't even know what that is but that's not restful for your body or mind no so I think it's like it's more just like distractions and like maybe escapism but it's still exhausting your brain a little bit for me it helps to plan out even my weekends like to have a, a rough I love like I use Notion in terms of like I'll I'll do a very rough guideline we always we like to do get out of bed (laughs) make coffee yeah exactly no it literally is and like read your book yeah 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 it'll be like go to the coffee shop and get a croissant yeah like I love that 8 to 9 p.m. 8 to 9 a.m. will be like I don't know read in bed yeah coffee and reading I'll have like reading and journaling time like meditation yeah yeah like I think it's like it's so good it's even so on a weekend good. like scheduling out those things I have thought I was like why are you writing this down like, really you're not gonna forget to go make yourself a coffee but it, it does like set you up for the day doesn't it yeah and it's just it's it's nice because then I think for... you don't get lost in like doing something that you actually we didn't want to do the, we did like a book book club our book club call if you're interested it's on patreon um on the link on our instagram join us on patreon join us on patreon but we we recorded that like call we did that call in person yeah and then you were like okay what do we need to do and i was like well we can just like make dinner and like you opened your notion and you're like make dinner (laughs) (laughs) and i was like bro we're literally gonna go but i guess i mean it works for you right yeah i just get it i love it actually like I, i sound so bitchy right now but actually like i find it really cool that you do that I, it's, but it's, it was it was funny like to see it. yeah I guess I see I see I take it as like a for granted routine I've like properly I, ha- I get a lot of enjoyment how often yeah you do it you do it it's so funny I take get a lot of enjoyment out of my notion like making it look pretty yeah. and like having like inspirational quotes on there and I yeah. have like a daily journaling prompts that I have in my notion so that helps with productivity that yeah. was one of the questions we've had and that's easier for me to do than getting out my journal and writing in it every day because that feels yeah. like okay let me brain dump everything versus having a couple of prompts so what I have is like what are three things I'm grateful for 
a, a list of affirmations. Yeah. What are my intentions for the day? And so then the my fact card that it's mood. digital doesn't make it any less like no self carry. You know? No. Yeah, I have like a so I have it for every day on like my homepage, and then I would just drop it into a folder at the end of the day, which is like the archive of like the journal ones. She's done. <laughs> and I have a habit tracker as well. Yeah, we tried that. Remember? Yeah. You carried on. Yeah. <laughs> what is okay? My habits that are on there are mm. more than seven hours of sleep, which is a challenge. I have reading, which is not a challenge. I have meditation, oh which is gosh. a bit more of a challenge. Yeah. I have movement, which mm. can be anything. Um, and I have my gratitudes on there. Yeah. I, I think that's it. it. What about you? What would be the habits that you want to maintain daily if you had a habit tracker? If I tracker? had a habit tracker. Um, sleep is no problem for me. <laughs> Get my sleep, girl. Um... I'd say like movement more, getting out of the house. And we were, because Leah was like, I kind of get why you don't want to leave the house in Newbury because it's, it's so, very cute and so peaceful in here. Yeah. And I almost like get into this little bubble and I forget that like the outside world isn't bad. So I almost like <laughs> have to push myself to be like, it's okay, go for a walk, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, getting, especially in, in these colder months, getting out more. Um. Also reading, I need to like, we have a book club. So like, come on, Kari, like put it in your habit. We have an event as well very soon. Yes. In like two weeks. Also two. on our Instagram buy tickets um they're almost sold out though so yeah drinking water i need to add into my habit tracker i've been good today very good we've got water um the only advice i would give with in terms of like productivity and organizational tips all i would say is don't feel pressure to organize yourself the way that like other people see is the best for them because literally every single person has a different way Mm -hmm. of doing it like for me, it's having an Excel sheet where I'm tracking every single campaign that I'm working on. Whereas my manager, she likes to have to-do lists, like written yeah. down, physical, like in her hand that she can scratch off. For me, it's literally on a on a on a screen. Um, someone else likes. Can you share to... your template with me? Yeah, I can do. I love seeing how people oh God, like also, organize their projects. Also, you know? Please, please. Um, and then like someone else in our team, she literally has like a hundred word documents oh wow isn't organized like like for me i look at her screen and i'm like that's panic for me like yeah. that, that's my biggest nightmare but it works for her yeah so for her it's like organized chaos i guess mm. um but i shouldn't be the, judging her for her style if it works yeah if it doesn't work then i'll be like come on it's you also interesting i think we were speaking about this how like your work and personal organization can differ mm. so for example for me my personal life i use notion for my work life i'm using i've just recently started using google keep which is like you have notes yeah. and it's like in the Google section, like a Google app Interesting. and you can share it with people. So me and like the, one of the people that I manage, we yeah. share our notes so we can like go through it and tick things off. Yeah. And there's, you can have different note boards so you can have like different, you can color code them and stuff. And oh, then I have an Excel were, tracker as well. You sent me a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is quite cute. Yeah, I think it's all about experimenting. Like, yeah. Because I, I didn't know that the tracker worked for Like, my Excel tracker worked for me until I tried out, like, a hundred yeah. things. And I was like, I'm... Do you like, only I do have, the tracker or do you also have a separate to-do list? Or do you use well, the tracker Well, so in my tracker, I'll have a tab that says things that need to get done. Mm-hmm. And I update that daily. Okay. But, I, but in that, I will still have every single campaign I'm working on. All the contacts, all the details. like, yeah. And then I have a notes section mm. where I'm like, remember to do this for this. Okay. So it's kind of like my... It's like my own brain in a dog I'll yeah. show it to you in a minute yeah I'm very intrigued to see but yeah do what works for you and like ex- discover experiment and like if something isn't working out don't accept that like it's never gonna this sounds so deep but like don't accept that it's not 
you're never going to be organized because like everyone has their own way of yeah. doing it. What I would also say is like actually make that a priority because I've recently oh God, started yeah. doing coaching out through my work, which has been honestly like life changing for how I approach work. Yeah. Um, and in one of the first sessions, I was saying how a lot of my work, I feel I felt like chaotic and I felt like not on top of things because there was just so much to do and so much going on yeah. as like in a lot of jobs, you just have a lot of moving plates. You have so much to remember. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, like share your screen with me, etc. And we were looking at my screen and like everything was a mess. Like my, like my work was very much less organized in my personal life. You yeah. know, like my desktop, there was so much stuff there. I had three different to-do lists. I had like a, a tracker, which wasn't completely updated. My to-do list was genuinely like, like too long. And I knew that every day when I approached my to-do list, it like, it was unachievable yeah and and she taught me about that thing of like um I don't I don't remember the abbreviation but it was all about finding like your top like realistic priorities things that can be pushed tomorrow keep it on a separate yeah exactly truly like make your to-do list like I don't know three or four things that that are you'll feel accomplished at the end of the day yeah and like be realistic about it yeah and I then made it a priority to organize things. Yeah. Of, like ending the day being like, I didn't get half of that yeah. stuff done. When like you kind of knew from the beginning yeah. that there was no way you could do that. And actually taking like one hour or something to properly organize your setup, like your desktop, your notes, no, your to-do list, like that made such an impact and saves you so much yeah. time, even though you even think you don't day, have time though, for it. Yeah. Like, from, like literally the first half an hour to hour of my day, yeah. like nine to 10 is like setting myself up yeah. for the day. And then I like smash through whatever yeah. I have to do. Um, so it, it is important yeah what do you do when you work like do you listen to things do you are you do you work in silence like what environments do you work in I it depends on what I'm doing mm. if I'm like constant if I, if it requires a lot of brain power I'm like pure silence oh just I cannot but if it's something that like doesn't require a lot of like I'm kind of used to it I'm not having to like really think about it yeah then I can listen to music it's fine yeah um but I do like my silence. Like, that's something I've noticed I find hard in the office is because everyone will be talking. Mm. And I get a bit, like... Or I'll be, like, in my zone and then someone will be like, did you see this? And I'm like, mm, one sec. Like, yeah. I need to finish what I'm doing. And you don't have that, like, quiet space. So I've... I Oh, something, something my work we do is we've created, like, a manual of me. So it literally... Every single person has to answer questions of, like how best they want to receive feedback, how best they um, they work in the office. Like That's so helpful. Yeah, it's... Could you send me that? Yeah. I'd love it. to do it with my team. No, honestly, do it. It's so good. Um, and one of the things I said is, I said, if I'm in the office and I have my, headfo- my noise-canceling headphones in, I'm probably not listening to anything, but it's like my key of like, my way of saying... I really need to focus right now and I can't have any like yeah. distractions. Because that is something to be said for working from home. I'm a lot more productive at home. Everyone says that. Yeah. I've never heard one person saying I work better in the office. Yeah. Because you're, it's it's a lot more of a social activity. I yeah. Think. Even if it is an everyday thing, it's still harder in the office. Yeah. I agree. Because um, you'd be like, should we go get coffee? Like, and then that ends up being like... There's so many walk. more distractions. Yeah. That is something that I'm working on, even like at home, to be a bit more... Because I feel like there's so many emails that come in and you're like constantly, it's so easy to get like distracted by emails coming in or incoming calls or whatever when actually like it, yeah. it's more productive to get like properly stuck in a task. And that can be really difficult. And to be honest, that's a bit of a 
challenge that I'm working through. She's working through it though. So okay, what are, we've been talking for bloody ages. It's been an hour and twelve minutes. Oh my god. Okay, what is something else that we want to? We talk have about? answered a lot of things. I feel like maybe imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess what's your experience <laughs> been with it? I mean, I was saying this to you before. I. So should we first define what imposter syndrome is for people that don't? Yeah. <laughs> go on google so it oh, yeah, <laughs> I'll properly do it. I was gonna come up with our own definition of what imposter syndrome is imposter syndrome is um, okay this literally says a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others especially for a no but that's imposter I thought that was imposter <laughs> that's the thing but that's what the syndrome is you feel like you are an imposter yeah you feel like you feel imposter. like you're pretending and somebody's gonna figure you out eventually it's just a matter of time why did i like not realize what i was writing <laughs> was wrong that's so funny so imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of in- inadequacy that persist despite evident success imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence hmm. so i think for me joining the company I because I had no like confidence in my knowledge at that moment in time because every I, I was during like the learning curve so yeah. everything was still like I don't really know what I'm doing I'm trying to figure it out on the spot so when I got any form of recognition that I was like doing great I was like mm. yeah <laughs> no I'm not like I'm I'm winging it like it genuinely yeah. felt like that um even if what I was doing was good you know um and I, I would always tell myself oh they're only saying this because like I'm new and they're trying to like kiss my ass a little like yeah to make me feel like I'm doing a good job so I almost not like never believed it but as I've gotten to like genuinely know my shit and it, it really helps when like someone new comes in and like you kind of have to like teach them the ropes because yeah. it gives you that confidence to be like wait I actually know what I'm doing like um and you realize all the questions that they have and you're like I remember being in that situation where I like didn't know what mm. was going on um so that I think that really helped my imposter syndrome because it was yeah. like that reminder of like oh wait you know like you genuinely know what you're doing mm. and you've made it this far and I think when you do have a company that like supports you and shows you that like they recognize your work and your efforts and like even when you tell them you know you're not perfect they'll still be like well that's fine like no one is like you can we, do, we don't expect perfection like we expect everyone to like learn on the job and that's not going to be every company though no i'm talking about my experience yeah <laughs> just talking about my experience i think that helps yeah and i think that really took away the imposter syndrome mindset for me yeah because it was like that faith that you know i can make mistakes and it doesn't mean that like i'm stupid mm. <laughs> yeah and then it and then yeah i don't know supporting other people really helped me like you kind of can it's just it's all about like how you convince yourself that like you do know your shit yeah and i think i think that's you really can take that that on with like a lot of things in life is like people can tell you that you look pretty people can tell you that you um you're really good at something but if you don't believe it that's that's the problem it's you not believing it rather than external things so i think imposter syndrome affects a lot of aspects of life yeah but I wouldn't say it's, like, a big problem at the minute. But I'm worried that that's because I'm kind of, like, finally comfortable. Mm. So I haven't probably 
I haven't had any recent like massive challenges that have made me like feel that I'm risking like my job. Yeah. I think that's maybe where imposter syndrome comes in. So yeah. But I am ch- I have been challenged a little bit. Yeah. But probably not enough to like question my abilities. Like I still feel in control. Mm. So I think that helps. What about you? I think it's interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? Because again, like what really surprised me about those speeches of all these like really successful women, what I was saying in the beginning, was like how what a prevalent problem it is for yeah. so many successful women and a lot of people I speak to yeah. even like in my company you know I think it's just we're all kind of winging it like no matter on what level people don't wake up and and think yeah I'm I know my I was born to be a director <laughs> of this or yeah. you know I am no one else could do my job or I know exactly 100% of the time what the right solution is like I I don't think humans work that way I think no. there's always an element to like we're just all figuring it out as we go along Which and obviously is why the environment is so important yeah and obviously like you have you almost don't realize how your experience is actually helping you deal with new situations yeah. and and that's why it feels easier and actually I mean I definitely at the beginning of like my corporate journey like didn't obviously know what I was doing and I definitely felt a little bit like out of my depth at the beginning but then I also didn't properly feel challenged but I remember I had a big problem with like speaking up and like speaking out in meetings and like properly getting my voice heard. And that used to be like the the main kind of point of feedback that I got from my managers that was negative was always like, you need to, you have good stuff to say. You're really intelligent, but you- I got feedback like that. You're not, yeah, you're not confident enough in, in making yourself heard. Yeah. So in like the last year and a half, I would say I made that like a proper priority of mine. And I was like, I- don't want that to be my problem so and then it was it was really rewarding because then we had new people join the team like a bit like what you said and that was probably like I don't know maybe a year ago now and we were talking about like first impressions for some reason and and some of them were saying that like oh that their impression of me was that like oh I was so confident I knew what I was doing and everything and I was like that was exactly I, I remember like a year after I'd gotten that feedback point for the last time so it was a year ago yeah, it just shows like or how, how much come across as well. and how much you can actually change and how much you grow. And I definitely feel like because yeah. I've actually, I think I've had like three job position changes within like the last year. Yeah. And with every new one, I feel a little bit like, oh my God, like out of my depth in a way, but also, which is, I, I think actually that's exciting. And I yeah, never want to feel, I never want to feel like I know everything no. because then it's like, then I think I'm in the wrong place. Then if you know everything, that's your sign that, like... That you need to move you, like, on. Like, go to your next step. Like, yeah. there's something else out there. Because, yeah, challenges are exciting. I always want to feel like... Mm. I'm kind of like grateful to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Incredulous at where I am. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what also pushes you to work hard. But then again, I do definitely probably have to work on, like, the self-criticism aspect of, like, yeah. being extremely hard on myself. It's so, it's, I find it, like, now just thinking about it, I find it interesting that, like, I actually am okay at work. Like, mm. it's kind of surprising me that I feel that way. Yeah. But I but genuinely think it's the environment. Because I, th- I think having a, being in a smaller company helps as well. Um, and also when they, when they give you trust and, like, ownership, then you kind of, like, it's almost the fact that they give me so much responsibility that to me is like oh I like they trust that I can do it yeah and it's almost like oh I should then I should too as well that's true but the problem is I mean I also it's get a lot hard. of responsibility yeah 
it's just you have a lot of people that are riding on what you're doing. I think that is harder. Like, I, I, I would like to see how I would feel in a bigger company. But also maybe it's just, I feel like you have to figure out what the right environment for you is. Yeah. Like, it's, I think you, it sounds really beautiful where you are yeah. in terms of, like, how you feel supported and how you feel like you can yeah. still be challenged, but, like, you know. Yeah. Because I am, like, I have, I mean, every quarter I have, like, goals that I have to achieve. And if yeah. I don't, then that's, like, then I start, there's a review and they're, like, you know, what are you, yeah. like, there are things I have to do. Um, and it gets, every quarter it gets harder. Yeah. Because they're, like, okay, you did that now, we need to, like, do yeah. the next thing. Um, yeah. I, I, I do think, though, when people compliment me now, though, I, I kind of, like, make it a passive thing. Mm. I think I, I don't care what other people think in a work setting like I don't I don't put too much emphasis on it it's really interesting how, how different it is yeah I know I wonder what it is for you like why do you think or you almost want to take what you are at work then into like your personal life as well yeah it is very interesting I do I yeah <laughs> it's really weird to think about but I think being in a company that a company that isn't doing that well almost gives me kind of a thing to fall back on to be like you know what like I'm doing my best and like I'm helping the company grow but if something bad happens it's not me it's not on me and like mm. I've kind of accepted that so that's it's almost like giving me a little comfort blanket to be like whatever happens happens it's not your fault yeah um yeah I think in general I really think imposter syndrome is like something that I wish women felt less or people felt less. Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't know. I'm now going to be stepping. Well, my my. Why am I sitting like this? <laughs> my new role is very much well. It's going to be a lot about people management as well. Yeah. And I'm really excited. And I guess I'm. You know, it's a big responsibility. I think managing people, but I'm excited to see how I can hopefully really encourage people to believe in themselves and yeah i think i know why i don't have imposter syndrome go on because i deal with a lot of stupid people <laughs> that's so funny every day i have a thought like how did you get this job <laughs> <laughs> not internally like the clients i work with or yeah like the media agencies or creative agencies yeah like i'll it's genuinely because i'll see someone's email and they're like director of and yeah. i have to be like okay i need you to put this in here <laughs> And I'm like, you've been, do I've been doing it for a year and six months. Why am I explaining this to you? Yeah. Like you, how do you not know this? Yeah. So that as genuine, if I, if I work with people that like know their shit and like probably know, I feel like they, you know, it's harder for me to impress them. Then mm -hmm. I think maybe my imposter syndrome will come back. But then I've again, been dealing with so many stupid people recently. That's so funny. I sound so cocky right now. But no. That's so funny. I mean, I also, I feel like. But this is something where, like, anyone... It's also my industry. Like, I want to clarify that it's, mm. like, these experiences are only dependent on, like, my experiences. Yeah. I I do feel very... Yeah, I think it's easier to feel intimidated by a lot of successful, intelligent people. But I also think it really inspires you. Like, yeah. I love working and with people. And that's how you should take, like, the imposter syndrome, if you do feel it, because you're, you see so many inspiring people, then yeah. it's all about the mindset shift. Yeah. And, like, I almost wish I had, like, I'd worked with more people that I feel like, wow, I want to be mm. like you. To be honest, the people that I felt that with are all in maternity leave. No, no. 
So I haven't like kind of had yeah. a role model where I'm like, I need to work 10 times harder to be like you recently. I haven't felt that. I think that's another interesting point. Like having role models in work, I think is really important. So up till like a couple of, yeah, like up till my current kind of team that I was in, I'd never had a female manager. I'd only had male managers and I work in the tech industry like you as well. Yeah. Um, and for example, when I went to CES, which is like the tech conference, I think I was, I think it was potentially 10% women. Like it's just incredibly male dominated. And I do think that it, like it makes you almost feel like you don't, pro- it's a bit harder to see where is your progression going to go because you see so many glass ceilings because mm. all of the top levels, there's a lot of females on the bottom levels. Like there's a lot of females in the junior entries and that's where you're a lot of the times 50 50 and the higher you get the The rarer yeah the the more unjust the representation becomes and this is a whole other topic right of like there's so many factors and reasons that go into it yeah but I think it's also really helped me to see some more female managers killing it and being incredibly impressive and that makes you feel like yeah that could be me you know and that's I think why again I've like diversity inclusion representation matter so, so much, much in the workplace yeah like you know obviously and maybe that's why i like well. don't have imposter syndrome that much anymore is because my team went from being more male heavy to now literally being all female mm. so it's probably given me that confidence to be like i can literally do and say whatever and like i will be treated they will understand my struggles as yeah. a woman and i guess like there's like ma- so much more empathy in a team so you can like make mistakes but like trust that they won't see you that in a bad way yeah so, I actually so think so empathy space. Yeah. yeah I think empathy and creating a safe environment is actually so underrated oh my God, it in a work is. environment and like for because I again this is a bit of something to do with how females feel in the workplace but I have seen and heard direct comments being made about women in the workplace so I'm not going to say who in my company but a very tea, girl. a very tea. high up female person had like given a speech on a work call and it was kind of like a global thing and then yeah one of my male colleagues came up to us as a team and was like kind of as a passing comment was just saying that oh could you guys focus on anything that she was saying like oh I couldn't because I was so distracted by what she was wearing like why was she wearing that blouse it was it was literally a striped story to me before but I'm still like it was actually a striped blouse did he comment upon anything that the other male senior employees were wearing that also gave speeches? Or... Yeah, that's no. disgusting. And I think the problem is that this person didn't even realize that what he was saying was a problem. And he was saying it to only females. Like, he clearly didn't realize what he was saying. He clearly didn't think it was something offensive. That's always a problem, though. They don't realize. Yeah. Because and they I... don't understand the struggle. And I just like... think... It... And I heard another comment where you know, people had said, because we get people coming from other countries to our office sometimes, and a lot of the time they'll be mainly male um, colleagues of ours. And there was apparently uh, a female colleague that also joined one time that came and visited our offices. And there are people who were saying like, oh, why is she here? Like, what is she going to do here? Just go shopping in London? It's like, okay, what are the men going to do outside of work hours? Did you drink beer? You know? And it's like, okay... yeah." It's it, no. the thing is like this is still happening. It's so bad. I think people love to convince themselves, especially if they're not facing that those sort of comments that it's all fine and it's all good and all we have so much equality. Like we don't. It's it's very much surface level, mm-hmm. and actually, also it's very um, 
what's the word like it's very subconscious mm. and like it's so deep rooted it's so deep rooted exactly and yeah it's so even the comments that are being made like yeah you don't realize how it affects other people and even then, like authority right apparently there is this like psychological yeah. thing where we automatically associate authority with like deeper voices yeah. and we automatically yeah. trust people more that you know look a certain way or you yeah. know so also like i've heard as well of like let's say a, a woman gets promoted over a, a man in a in a job space people are more likely to think oh they like the woman got the job because they need like to meet like the quota of the company like they need to have more like there's always going to be like oh that's the reason she got the job yeah or even with like races like yeah if someone like if a black person got the promotion i've heard people be like it's because they need to like have a black person yeah. on the team it's like that's so disgusting to yeah, think about so fucked up so even when a person like gets that successful opportunity you know that people will be thinking yeah such are horrible things and being like well they that's the only reason they got it. it's like no it's because they're good at their no yeah. one no one would hire someone that is not good at the job like the company at the end of the day all they care about is making money yeah they're not gonna hire someone that's not good for the job yeah yeah there's so much it's inequality so... still going on let's not even like talk about ageism because that's also a massive thing yeah no especially when it comes to just gets me mad with this whole topic um Ooh, <laughs> girl but I mean, at the on the other hand, <laughs> I do want to obviously acknowledge yeah. that we are such a privileged generation because obviously, like the generation before us and before that, like they fought for a lot of the equalities that we do have. Yeah, like the fact I mean, that I mean, we do have a lot of equal opportunities. That, but we're still being like we're saying that's still not. Yeah, know? like this is not the peak that we're hoping yeah. that it will get. You know. No. There's so much more that needs to happen. And I really think our generation is going to change so much. Yeah, I'm really excited. Me too. <laughs> Let's end on that. Let's end on that. No. I really hope the lighting is still good. I don't oh, know. yeah. I feel like it's gotten quite dark. It's quite dark now. But I don't know this if this has a, helped anyone. But it was so fun to talk about. Yeah. We've never talked about, like, our careers or work. No. And... I, I honestly forgot we were recording at some yeah, point. Yeah, me too. We were just chatting. Um, yeah, we hope this was useful. Um, Let us know it, your thoughts. We did answer, like, mainly what people were yeah. asking. So, um yeah, I'd be interested to know your experiences, your thoughts, especially from, like, our male listeners. Like, what have your experiences been? Yeah. Do you experience imposter syndrome? Like, how do you feel? And I think, again, if you're a male listener, which I know we have, like, I think it's... And I've spoken we about this with Marco as well. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I've spoken about this with Marco, like, in terms of how important it is to uplift your female colleagues as well. Yeah. And Yeah. don't know. Just... Yeah, let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If this is video, thank you for listening to our Thank first. you for seeing our Yeah, faces. oh yeah, thank you for watching We us. hope it was interesting. Yeah. I know, I'm kind of anxious to see what I look like when I talk. Oh I god, I, really, I don't want to see it. I, I'm glad, oh, we haven't really decided who's editing this from a video point of view. But oh yeah, let's see. Let's hope it's not me. Because <laughs> then it will definitely not go, go live. It's going to be black boxes in front of our faces. <laughs> yeah, you can just block me, like don't have me showing. Just have you. Eddie's not going to hate him. Anyways. Crop me out. Love you guys. Love you guys. Don't do that. (laughs) Ta-ta. I didn't know how to end it. You just did this. (laughs) This is so bad. Okay. Cheers. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Speak to you next week.